Welcome to the Higher Consciousness Conversations podcast, where we ask people to open their minds and look at their lives and the world with brand new eyes. This is episode one, where we discuss the topic of self-reflection and how it can improve our lives. Hello, um, welcome to the inaugural episode of Higher Conscious Conversations. Um, my name is Kelly and I'll go around the room and 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 let the others introduce themselves. Starting with you, Billy. Hi everybody. I am Billy by way of Connecticut and I am the founder of Gracious Elevation Life Coaching. And you know that's just where I get people from where they are to where they want to be. And I'm happy to be here today. All right. Thank you, Billy. Uh, Chanda. Hi, everyone. I am Chanda, and I am the founder of Magicor Energy Coaching. And just like what Billy said, I, you know, help to get you where you want to be from where you are right now. And last but not least, Miss Yvette. Hi, everyone. Um, I'm Yvette. I'm uh, located in Miami, Florida, and founder of Hot Frequencies. Um, as previously stated, I'm helping people find their inner uh, higher frequency and uh, helping them get to a higher plane. Hey, thank you. I guess I should introduce myself and my business. So I'm Kelly, uh, located in Houston, Texas, and uh, I am a career management life coach um, in the, of a Wellness Beings LLC. And um, coaching people from optimal uh suboptimal to optimal in their life life journey so so uh we've we picked a pretty interesting topic today i think this is relevant to pretty much anyone who's breathing um and that is the topic of self-respection or self-reflection and uh you know there's, there's a lot of different ways we can look at this but but basically the process is um the ability of someone to witness and evaluate their own <laughs> cognitive, emotional, and behavioral processes, which kind of brings them to a level of understanding about themselves as they relate to the world. And, and you know, diving into that uh, can, can, as a person, can can bring them uh, some enlightenment about the way they do things and process things in their lives. Um, I heard once someone say, um, we all have to go through that dark soul of the night where we have to really mm -hmm. evaluate ourselves. Have, have you have you guys ever heard any, anything like that? No, that was my whole twenties. <laughs> it was a dark soul decade. <laughs> well, you did it. I've better. heard some. Go ahead. What were you gonna say? I've heard something silly, uh, similar with the you know you can't heal unless you reveal, or you can't heal what you don't reveal, and it's similar. Like that. It's in that um, in that that sticks with you with that reflection part. I, you know, I've never heard that, but I really like that. You can't heal what you don't reveal because a lot of people are scared to face their trauma or they're scared to face themselves. Mm. Yes. And that's all that self-introspection is, right? Like mm -hmm. looking in your, inside for those scary things that you don't really want to look at. I didn't want to look at it either until one day it hit me in the face in my 20s and I realized like, wow, I truly am the problem. And... Mm that was hard to say and even harder to admit. Um, and then it was even harder to overcome. It, it easily took me a decade 
but once I got there, I was like, oh, I am cool. Like, mm. this is who I wanted to be. You know, mm. it took me a while to get out of my own way. Wow. Right. I think shedding light on those dark corners of ourselves is, you know, so important to in our growth process. And, you know, it's those things that we kind of want to tuck away and not really pay attention to that then bubble up years later and it goes back to that like your problems don't go away they just manifest themselves in in different ways later on if you don't face them right right well cool absolutely it's yeah it's just it's just something else that takes the place of what it was that you were trying to run from but you're always going to run from it until you actually face it. That's the problem. That's that emotional intelligence that we're all, we're all in the process of doing. Mm-hmm. We're always. asking ourselves those questions. We're in the process of doing it. And we're all in the process of helping other people become emotionally intelligent and aware and, and understanding of the why and the who and all of that good stuff. Because it's important. Hmm. It's extremely important. What are some ways that you've found that self like reflection? Like how, what, what, what are some of your processes? So sometimes to spend time with my own thoughts, um, you know, I meditate, I walk, uh, I go to, I used to go to the gym. I have not been in the last month, but the gym was therapy, you know, it was a way for me to get inside my own thoughts and ask myself those questions. So anything um, that allows you to go inside yourself, sleeping sometimes or resting or just sitting, it, it happens. Journaling. Mm-hmm. I don't personally journal, but I do. It, it, yeah. yeah. Tell yeah, me about I that. Too. A lot, actually. And through that journaling, um, one of the things that I found is I'll start right. I'll start in really dark moments, like moments that I'm like really, really upset, and I just want to get that flow of emotion out of me. And I just start putting pen to paper and and I write. And a lot of times, it's definitely not grammatically correct. It's not. I just allow myself to be in that moment and just get words on the paper. And then I look back at by the end of letting out that stream of consciousness all those emotions i tend to look back at previous pages and one consistent thing that i've seen is the amount of growth from the first day i started journaling to where i currently am and how i've evolved as a person through that journal because it's black it's in black and white you know it's it's in my handwriting so i've been able to see those moments where I was really in moments of despair or darkness or just confusion and it kind of gives me a mirror to see okay even though I'm going through something that I'm finding difficult right now and I look past like to those past entries I'm like wait a second I'm able to get through all of that and I'm still here and I'm still you know focused and moving forward it's kind of like a physical representation of how you've your your measure you you keep moving forward and um it's really interesting to me like when i look back at those past journal entries mm. oh, wow. that's 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 cool well first of all i like to tell chan that is amazing that you did that in your 20s um i was about 45 before i started doing it <laughs> <laughs> um 
but uh, the, the process um, for some of us, I guess, uh, can be halted depending on how much we're distracting ourselves. And mm -hmm. I, I would say for myself, I was extremely uh, good at distracting myself uh, through my work uh, because it kept me fairly busy and kept me in a lot of um, foreign places, learning new things all the time where I never really had a chance to stop and think. Um, you know, working eight to anywhere from eight to 16 hour day. Uh, depending on the circumstances. So, um, and for myself, uh, when I get to those moments, I, I haven't really journaled that much. I would say, um, for me, the process is reading um, certain types mm. of books. My go-to <laughs> um, is, is kind of funny. Uh, there's a, just a series of books by uh, Frank Herbert, uh, the Dune series. He, he wrote six books in that series. And uh, the, the content of the books uh, touches on uh, history, religion, philosophy, psychology, mm. and just kind of reading, uh, reading and rereading those books. Each time I go back, I when I go through something, it actually uh, I get more insight into to what's really going on. So you know, there's a background story, but then there's also what's being said um, behind all of those um, those uh, <laughs> those lines that they're they're dropping in the book. So um, and it's full of like meaningful quotes that when you look at them um, from an unaware mind, you might not really get what they're saying, but then once you start reflecting on yourself and how things work in the world, you'll say, oh, wow. And that's that's kind of been my process. I would say like lately this year, I've been journaling a little bit more, but not pen to paper. It's been more like thumbs to phone and notepad. Mm. Nice, that's modern, my modern journaling. Mm -hmm. Well, my phone is with me tw almost 24 hours a day, so I just kind of pick it up and start start going. Right. That's oh. the key. Yeah. To, to piggyback off what you guys have said, I used to journal. Like, my aunt got me my first journal um, when I was in my late teens. And I journaled every day for years and years. Like, I had books upon books. And I actually recently just got rid of them because I was like, I've grown from that. I don't need to reflect on it anymore, you know? Like there's other things that I can reflect on instead of the pain that I was, you know, what I was going through. So I actually recently got rid of all of them because I, you know, I realized they didn't serve me anymore because now I really don't journal as much as, actually I don't journal at all, who am I kidding? Um, but I do a lot of reading, like what Kelly does. And I read a lot of self-help, you know, like it, personal development books. Those help me a lot. And I do the working out thing, you guys know that. You know, if I want to get out of my own head, I go for a run, I, you know, I do yoga, I meditate, I do all of that stuff too, to just get myself outside of myself for even 10 minutes, because I really think that helps. Did you, did you just say you threw away your memoirs? I did. Yeah, I, I tossed them because I was like, these just don't serve me anymore. And they're taking up space in my house, you know, so I was like, you got to go. Oh, no. Uh, what happens when you become famous and then like you want to publish a book of your they memoir? can't use them against me <laughs> <laughs> zero proof right like one day when i become president you guys are gonna have nothing on me <laughs> <laughs> well it's social media right <gasps> yeah I, and if you you know saw the stuff that i posted 10 years ago it's embarrassing so <laughs> i'll never run for president just because of that oh i think we can all say things like that Right. But listen, I've grown, as have we all. Yeah. Yeah. 
And even with those, the, the personal development books, I'll read them at different times, right? So like if I read it last year, it'll hit me completely different this year because I'm, I'm a different person than I even was yesterday, let alone 365 days ago. So certain things will hit me different. And then that's like you were saying, Kelly, that's when, you know, you've maybe recently gone through something. You're like, oh, wow, it hits different. So I will reread them. Interesting. So one day, uh, so I get these like little, um, I, I guess you could call them downloads. So uh, one, I get these thoughts, random thoughts that just pop in my head. So one day I just wrote, we are not a, in a race against time. The race is against ourselves. Mm -hmm. and, and so that's kind of, you know, put a spotlight on what are we really doing? And so as we kind of evolve in life or move along in life, we, we have these chances to evolve. And instead of looking outwardly at what happened, what's happening with everyone around us, I guess the key is to really look at ourselves and say, what, what am I really doing? And, um, and that that's the race to say we, we're racing against ourselves to understand what who we are and what we're trying to do right yeah and what change that's we're trying to even affect those are those hard questions yeah. that you have to ask yourself yeah those are self-reflection questions mm -hmm. um i'm not sure where i heard it or read it but one of the things i've heard before and this is um, from the Jesuits. Um, and this goes something like, you know, give me the first year, six years of a child's life, I'll show you the man. Because uh, basically all of that uh, development that happens in the first year, the things that we're exposed to are the things that make us up who we are. Um, and then that next six years, from six to 12 years old, there's, a, there's an opportunity to, to change or alter or deep program that but then to that point you're into um it's going to take some things in life to kind of wake us up and and get us to look at ourselves and um so so it's interesting because it, it happens to most people because you know we, we, there's things that happen that we learn when we're younger that we don't understand that aren't serving us until it's made painfully apparent right until maybe much later in life my sister yeah. and I were literally just having this conversation not even an hour ago over dinner about how how you're raised and you know how you're treated by your family and your parents and you know like the, the environment and the climate that you're in how it truly does impact your entire life and sometimes it's irreparable maybe the damage that's done absolutely you know it's it's super unfortunate but we were it's wild that we're talking about it now because we were just having that conversation what hence the uh field of therapy psychology right exactly and why they're so very you know very much needed yeah very popular and it's so go ahead Kelly. very very uh popular these days um one interesting fact that i learned about therapy or psychology and i'm not sure how true it was but I was reading something and said in the country of Nigeria, there's only like 185 psychologists. Oh, wow. In the whole country? <laughs> yes. Wow. But fact check me on that. Don't take it as a gospel truth. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry, you want to say something, Billy? Uh, I was just going to say about like how we come up in the world lately, you know, going through this program and becoming more aware. I noticed when me or myself or when people say 
you know, I act this way because. And to me, that that awareness, it almost catapults change if you feel it's a problem, right? Like, I can't show affection because my parents, or I have an attitude problem because I was in the system. Whatever your reason is, is because of the decisions you make. Um, I find myself just being interested in once that awareness comes to mind, and, and it may not be serving your relationship or your parenting style or your career, whatever that case is, how people still don't change it, right? Like, they're aware of it. They're like, oh, you know, I'm here because, but then it's like, that's it. It's, it's because. So I'm, I've been noticing that um, because that's that self-introspection that we're talking about, asking those questions of, 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 of why. But that victim space of it's happening to me because or I'm doing it because, that's mm-hmm. an, an energy. That's, and it's comfortable. Uh, you know, a lot of people love the blame or the excuses. Right, but then that that question of how have I contributed <laughs> to what's going on in my life can break a lot of cycles. Yeah, can break a lot of cycles. What What do you think is the spark that you know some people get where they're like, okay, th- you know, I am this way because you know X Y Z, but you know, like, what's that spark that we get that's like, all right, well, I want to transform that. But others, you know, like there's some people who don't get that spark. Like what? I wonder where that comes from, right? Like, I guess it's it's a desire to be better and move forward and move past. But, you know, it's, I, I find that I have that same, you know, when I'm talking to people that when they say, you know, I, I don't like to be hugged because, you know, whatever, they had a bad experience when they were kids or, you know, whatever that is, but they, they haven't actually done any, I guess, additional work to get past. And I myself have things that I have, you know, all of us do. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. But we know, you know, I'm, I, for example, I have anxiety because, you know, as a kid, there were a lot of expectations and I needed to be perfect all the time, or I felt like I needed to be perfect all the time. Right. So I have this underlying anxiety and um so i know the the why and i guess going through this whole program and everything and trying to be a coach and help other people get through these things and better themselves it's it feeds that need also to grow myself and um but there's something like i i guess there's like a, a curiosity maybe that happens like well what if i don't have to be limited this way right like what what if you know by meeting other like-minded people or just talking about some of this stuff out loud with somebody who's you know more knowledgeable than me maybe i can get past it i don't know just i guess inner musings um but it, it i do find like now having these conversations with people and you can almost see the light bulbs going off when they're talking and and it's something that it's really moving mm-hmm. at least for me i i find it to be really moving it is awesome it is awesome i mean just like you said it is a, it's moving you know what i've um what i'll say is that something along the way will normally catch your attention 
Mm. And I, I don't want to say it absolutely has to be something traumatic, but you know, no. at, at some point, uh, most of us hit a point in our lives where we just sort of hit a wall of understanding as we mm. the world is a certain way um, and we're looking outwardly and not seeing our place in it and what we're doing and contributing to that. And, mm. and, and you hit a wall or something traumatic happens and it forces you to sit down and think. Yeah. Um, yeah. I and think people live in victim energy. So I know people who've been tired of crying all their life. They mm -hmm. do not break the cycle. They are just miserable and they blame their life on other people and other things and they never realize that they're living the life of their decisions. They don't come to that understanding. It's like, really, you still, you still don't take accountability for the decisions you've made mm. in your life. Mm. It's a condition for the people. I just, I'm just speaking for what I've seen. I feel like these people be conditioned around here, um, mm. just to feel like they're going to be saved by somebody, or somebody's going to come, or you're going to get a reward for the biggest woe is me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. I'll tell you what, what what changed it for me, and it, it was a simple question I had to ask myself, and and that question was, what was I supposed to be learning from this? And it it, it flipped me from thinking uh, like you know these things have happened to me um, and how horrible you know this person was um, <clears throat> towards me and what they did or didn't do or how they were, and. I had to ask myself, well, what, what was I supposed to be learning? And the second I started thinking like that, um, yeah. you know, light bulbs just started popping off. Um, and it, I think it's an important question, um, you know, in, in the face of sort of an event or uh, a series of events um, that we can ask ourselves, you know, what was I supposed to be learning? And then that, that can lead you into who am I and, and what am I doing? And what, what should, it, should I be doing? Oh, who do I want to be? Sure. I had that same moment where it was just kind of, what am I supposed to be learning from this? And, and it, yeah. it, that's such an important, I'm glad you brought that up, Kelly. Like, it's such an important question to ask yourself versus sitting in the, you know, oh, this happened to me. I, it's so tragic. It's what am I learning? Like, what is the growth moment? Like, what is that? What am I learning? What as a, individual how do i grow from here and um you know speaking from personal experience even in relationships i found that i was repeating cycles with new partners um that i guess i hadn't even broken from previous relations and and then it was why is this bubbling up again well because i hadn't learned my lesson the first time and I was repeating cycles because I hadn't grown from those cycles. And I guess I hadn't been introspective enough to like really hit the nail on the head of why some of the things that were happening were happening. And, um, and that was an important one that recently I, you know, came up with, which was, you know, uh, kind of going through a negative, uh, you know experience and i was faced with okay i'm repeating this negative cycle with a new partner and i don't want i don't want this to be my life 
and I don't want this to be my relationships. And, um, and it was that it was, it was the, okay, what was I supposed to learn the first time that I'm getting hammered with this again? And, um, and it was enlightening. It was, it's that, that, that question right there is so important is what am I supposed to be learning? For sure. Shauna, do you have a question? No, like I don't have a question. question. But, no, like a question that you asked yourself to get you on to, you know, that awareness. No, that's actually what I was just going to say is it's, um, you know, now when I'm looking at things and, you know, something's happening that maybe is, you know, not uh, the most ideal situation, I, I have to take a step back and I do the same thing. Like, what's the lesson here? Like, what am I missing? What am I supposed to be learning? Because there's clearly something here that I'm missing, you know, and that's when I will, you know, start the process of trying to figure out what is going on and it's hard um and and what i've realized and again like my sister and i were just talking about that it's so much easier to to be complacent to stay in the flow in the status quo of you know the victim mentality and you know i'm this way because without actually changing anything it is so much harder to do the work and i think that's where people fall off because they might even start to do the work but then it's just, I can't keep this up. I can't, you know, for whatever reason. Um, but then they'll fall back into their old habits. And I think I did that quite a bit. And that's when I realized like, it truly is me. And I have to change this if I want a better life and if I want better relationships. So for me, it was a no brainer. Like it's gonna suck, but you have to like what the military says, embrace the suck. You have to. Right. <laughs> Did, did you, was it like an all at once thing that you tried or did you just go baby steps? Um, oh no, it was, it was definitely baby steps. And I'm telling you it was years because I would fall off the horse a little bit, get back on. And it took me a long time to even say that I liked myself, let alone love myself. But once I could say that I loved myself, there was no turning back. And so, you know, and I'm telling you the person that you guys are talking to today would not know the female in her 20s and I certainly would not be hanging out with her because she was a jerk. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. I'm telling you. Talk I'm about self-awareness. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and and, and uh, one more question. When you say you uh, like yourself, love yourself, is, is that something you would tell yourself in your 20s? Oh, no, 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 no. It was the complete opposite. Mm -hmm. You know, what's wrong with you? You're, you know, why can't you do this? And it, it was literally, I, I played the victim in everything. And, and I don't even know why. Um, because it wasn't like I had a terrible life. You know, we had a rough life, but it, it certainly wasn't terrible by any stretch of the imagination. I wasn't in an unloved home or, you know, anything like that. So I don't know why my headspace went there. Um, but it did. And it was there for, for quite a long time. And I was really in like a pit of despair. And I, you know, and then, you know, kind of like Billy's friends, I was sick and tired of crying. So then I realized like, what are you going to do to get out of this? <laughs> so I really start started to like, you know, have real serious conversations with myself and realize I'm hugely the problem. I have to fix this in me so that the rest of my life is better, you know? And when I started doing that, it took me a long time. I, I, I can tell you, I probably didn't even love myself until I was in my thirties, but mm -hmm. you know, from that point forward, there's no person that can knock me down again to ever have me not love myself. Mm -hmm. Amen. 
Can I just mention a little random, random, super random? Because what you were saying about the 20, like you won't hang out with your 20 year old. You know Mm -hmm. what has been a trigger for me lately is when, and it it has happened twice, but both times it's happened. I didn't like how I felt is when someone says, I know you. What? You don't know me. I have changed. You know me. (laughs) Yes. That is a thing for me lately. I know you. Oh Lord, I'd be having to breathe deeply. <laughs> You're like, no, I've grown. I am not the same right. person. I'm not even I the mean, same person I was last month. You no. Know. Exactly. Or even yesterday. Listen, right. for sure. Like I like you know, going back to that journaling thing that I mentioned, like there's times that I've read even where I haven't been in a bad mood and sometimes I've just picked up my journal and I've reread some of those really early entries. And I'm like, I don't even know this girl anymore. Who is Right. Yeah. It's like, who's writing this? Yeah. <laughs> that was random. All right. I'm sorry. Like, we don't know her. <laughs> it can take you to a weird headspace to read some of your old writings. I, I was blogging like back in 2008 and 2009. Oh, um, I would love to read them, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We want to know who Kelly was. We want to know who right. Kelly was. <laughs> It wasn't that far from who I am now, um, but it was interesting to see. I think I was a more prolific writer when I was younger, to be honest. Yeah, I I like my writing style, but um, but it was interesting to see my thoughts. Uh, I was I dug that up probably a couple of months ago because it's at uh, it might be gone now. I need to see if I can preserve it Um, because that that's why I looked because I got a notification they were going to take it down. but does anyone remember Blogspot? Blogspot? Yeah, I remember Blogspot. Yeah, I, 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 used I to, don't know. I used to go on there and doodle. Um, <laughs> I was really talking to myself because no one ever, you know, you could look at, see how many people viewed your page. No, no one was looking at it. But <laughs> <for me. laughs> I was writing for myself on the internet. So it was, it was basically your version of a journal. You just did oh, it online. Yeah. 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 Now I do it on my phone. Right. So you were always in the digital age. <laughs> oh yeah, I grew up with computers. I mean, right? like I've been dealing with you know computers and the internet since it started. So Thanks. yeah. Um, so I'm that I'm that 50 year old guy when a kid tries to show me how to do something on my phone, or or tell me how to do like no dude, I've been with this the entire time. <laughs> no see now i'm i'm that that old lady that's like hey there young whippersnapper how do you work tiktok <laughs> i still don't know how to, to I, I don't know i watch the videos and that's it i have no idea how to make them on my own i know same as the second that a kid has to show me how to do something is the second that i'm really going to retire and just go to a mountain somewhere <laughs> okay, so we don't want Kelly doing that. I'm determined not to let that happen. <laughs> Meanwhile, I embraced it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I'll lean. I'll lean into that too. Yeah. <laughs> so, so one day I had one of those downloads, and and I wrote this. I said, uh, "Know yourself. Release the fear that restricts you from being yourself. Treat others the way you'd like to be treated." understand accept and appreciate others for who they are and not who you expect them to be let's normalize acceptance of self and others but also be mindful of what you allow in your life um and this just kind of goes back um to kind of understanding like what is it 
within people um, that prevents them from seeing or changing um, to, to be more positive towards themselves and others. And so you know what? Can we just go back to that part where it's like, you know, um, you know, embrace yourself so you can like be your true self, right? Mm -hmm. We are we are so pro programmed by society and what society thinks is the right thing that even now, as I'm working through all the stuff that I'm working through, because, you know, I'm a continual work in progress, I still don't know who I am at my core. You know what I mean? Like, I'm being as authentic as I can, but I still know that there's work to be done because I don't feel authentic 100% yet, right? Because there's all this programming that's still in there that I'm trying to, like, battle with. Mm -hmm. Do you guys feel that way too? Or is it is that a, you know, one dog, one bone situation? No, I think that's all of us because we're, we're in this continuous growth cycle um, trying to figure it out uh, because now we're aware it's like, oh, that wasn't working. Oh, well, what's working? And so now, you know, we're doing things to try to figure who we are at our, our essence and our core. Mm -hmm. And when you said that, John, the way immediately popped in my head was um, conscious versus subconscious. Mm -hmm. And I'm not, no, I, you know, I'm not, but that is when you said um, society, like those are the programs that we get from our, that's what our stimulates our consciousness daily. That's what right. we see. Those are opinions. And then our subconscious is that stuff that has been like ingrained in us when we were younger, that thought, that teacher, you know, that, that lesson or whatever it is that has stuck with us. And we're going to be in constant um, search for balance or deprogramming really to reprogram us for the, for the thing. I think Billy went into the matrix. Oh, she may have seen the matrix was like, no, don't talk about that. Serve us. So it's not, oh, you know, you're, you're, you're all on Aw. No. No, we didn't. Nothing. And you, you, you were on a rant too. You were saying some good stuff. No, you, you, I, I, I think the heat and the energy you disrupted your internet connection yeah, right? for a second. She was vibing at such a high energy that the internet was like, Whoop. for sure. You see, it shut down. It shut down. You were at, a, but you were at that high frequency. She was. She was level seven. That's respectful. But it is. It's, it's our consciousness versus our subconsciousness. And I think all the, through this whole journey that we're dealing with, we are reprogramming our subconscious, which is what we think of ourselves, which is how we operate and and what why we think things are important. We're all mm -hmm. we're we're revisiting things every single day. Because we want to know why we think the way we think, why we feel the way we feel why we say the things we say <laughs> it's, all yeah. it's, all, it's all programming um okay. there's this book um by joseph murphy called the power of your subconscious mind it's one of these, these books that you know I, I read in the last two years or listen to because i do audio books now nice and hey. it talks a lot about um your, the programming of, of your of your subconscious mind and and how it has the power to really uh, control your life, irrespective of what you think your conscious mind is is doing uh, or making decisions on. And so um, that it, and lies where um, some people will say the power of creation um, within ourselves and how we can actually project out into our lives the things that we want um, and the type of uh, relationships that we want. It's what's buried deep in your subconscious. And if it's continually being programmed with negative uh, thoughts, 
and images and, and things of that nature, um, it, it can it can be very difficult to undo. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Wholeheartedly. And I also was gonna say, Kelly, you had asked a really good question based off of what you were saying, um, with the quotes. What was that question? Oh no. Put yeah. me I just forgot. I know, but you said something that I it triggered because you know what I had thought. Uh, I thought of Yvette's uh, hot frequency when you when you asked the question. Like her name came up, hot frequency. Shout out to them and intensity with the charge. You had asked the question, but all of that had was already swirling in my mind. Um, but I wanted to talk about how you had asked, like, why do we think? Um, like oh, we're to that condition like we're we're attached to that not changing moment something like that right mm -hmm. what 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 holds people back yeah yeah so i was going to say like those those things that we're used to doing you can be comfortable in discomfort it may not feel good but it's what we're used to and we have an attachment to that and we're you know we're learning about that energy and how people operate out of one and two and we we learned that if you're operating out of one and two it's very hard to reach anabolic but if you are already anabolic you can kind of tap in so i think that the people who have become aware or tapped into that energy that higher frequency energy have released some of that charge that's mm -hmm. with those behaviors and those tendencies and those responses because they don't go away they don't you know you're still triggered you're still you know you're still you still got a little rage in you but you released that charge that 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 intensity of of that energetic charge right like so reaction. Uh, okay. okay let's go there right <laughs> so we want to talk about the level two energy and and what it really does and 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 you know for better or worse i mean that gives us in that gives us a, a, a rush of adrenaline, right? Yeah, yeah. It does. I mean, and, and I can't tell you how many things I've accomplished because I've been angry. Right. right. A situation. You know, I was, for example, I was thinking about going back to school, and um, I remember having a conversation with somebody and saying, "Oh, I'm thinking about going back to school to finish getting my degree." And the response was, why are you going to waste your money? You know, you're probably not going to finish. Mm -hmm. And I remember feeling so angry about that comment. And it became a, I'm going to prove you wrong kind of moment right. for me. And I invested in myself. And two years after that conversation, I walked graduation and graduated with high honors and it was like i'm not only going to finish it i'm going to finish it like full on full blast with a 4.5 gpa excuse so, me thank you so much i'm You're like welcome. you know <laughs> and, uh, so yeah. there's something also to be said about that internal fire and anger that also helps accomplish things i you know what i i have yeah, I have a, a quasi similar story. I actually had a guy when I said that I, so listen, I am a princess, I'm a prima donna. I like to get my hair done, my nails done. I like my makeup, you know, like I look good, feel good, right? So I do this stuff. And I had one guy tell me that I would never even make it through basic training for the military. And that's where I was like, <laughs> watch me. <laughs> 21 and a half years later, I was like, bam, mic drop. 
Yeah. But, you know, like, are you kidding me right now, my guy? You yeah. know, so it does, it does motivate you and, and catapult you, you know, if you use it correctly, right? Because like these, these energy levels, like, you know, we've been taught even the, the catabolic energy level is not necessarily a bad thing because it can do really good things for you. Yeah. You Ang know? Angry gets, gets shit done. It really does. Yeah. It really does. Not um, that you should live in a space of anger, but... Oh God, don't do it. I did it in my no, 20s, guys. No. It's happened to Yeah. But sometimes that anger fuels that inner growth, right? And it, it, it almost... Sometimes that anger is that little like mineral that the plant needs to like bust through the soil. Mm -hmm. Oh, I liked that. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. Strong gardening yeah. tips at us. All right. <laughs> you know, she likes she likes uh, plants and stuff. <laughs> right. Right. So, you know, I like like where Billy was going with that because you know I think that one of the things that happens is is that you know it's addictive, right? You get the adrenaline rush. You get the challenge. Yeah. And like you stand up to it and say, and you can get locked there. Yeah. <laughs> and and then what do you do and how do you feed that when that's not there? When you're not seeking that in your life, when you're not trying to be this angry person all the time, uh, using that to, to, to have something to butt up against to, to drive you uh, to a higher level, then how do you do that? How do you replace it? Hmm. That's a great <clears throat> question. That's a really good it, question. It, it, that's, you ask yourself those questions, right? Like, yeah. what, what do I need to learn from this? Or how have I contributed to this? Or what matters in this situation? You know, and then you can kind of, that level three, you up at a level and take a little responsibility. Now you're talking. Yeah. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with level two, like we've learned. There's nothing wrong with your feelings. It's your actions behind your feelings. Are you making the right decision with the right intentions? Is it serving you? Is it is it in alignment with who you want to be and how you want to show up? If it's in alignment, you good. But if it's you not, standing it right. If it's not, then we have a little problem. And do no harm. Do no harm. That's absolutely. No I wish, but you know what, though? If we can just talk about that for a moment, I really wish people would take that do no harm, just those three words, into consideration in their daily life. Yeah. Because yeah. we well, would be such, as a, as a society as a whole, we would be so much better off because well, so many people are just okay with hurting others without yeah. no thought of what it's truly doing. Having yeah. some consideration outside of yourself yeah. well it's programming and conditioning yeah oh yeah i'm not asking people to be conscious <laughs> actually I'm, I'm, I'm asking them to elevate the hell out of that okay <laughs> you know uh, to, to be fair that like that will be <laughs> um a topic for one of our future podcasts yeah next stop about. elevation station yeah. When the consequences <laughs> that surround being that way um mm. and what what it is that we should have been learning when we were younger that we didn't learn that life is teaching us emotional intelligence yeah. Yeah. for sure that should be a class <laughs> oh, no, it, it should absolutely be a class we're I know people. class 
right? I know, yeah. I know so many people that, you know, now that I have even just a smidge of emotional intelligence, I know so many people that I'm like, wow. It should be a class. You could benefit from this, you know? It should be taught in elementary school. It absolutely should. The whole, like, period where they just talk about it. I mean, <laughs> instead of saying, instead of saying like, oh, he's just beating you up because he likes you. No, no, no. That's not how that works. <laughs> no, it's not. Right. Yeah. And another thing with my friends, like, well, people, just not even friends, when people say things like, um, you know, typically I would yell, but now I'm just super quiet. I'm like, yes, awareness. That's great. Look at that. What you going to do with that? Like, I feel so good about even those moments within myself, but even seeing it around me, I get charged by people making better decisions for themselves and being aware of it, right? You're not just, just like making the decision just because you think it's right. No, but usually I would have cussed her out. And now I'm just as calm as, I'm just practicing patience. I'm practicing calm. I was like, yes, I love that for you. That right. is because that's conscious thinking. Yes, and that's that's clearly benefiting you a lot more than what you know your old response would have been. Right. And I think that this is what that pod, this this podcast is about is about just these higher level conversations, right? Where we want people to just make better decisions based off of where they want to be and 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 what they're thinking their their lives should look like and then show up that way. Yeah, that's so, the hard part though is people don't know how to show up, right? So I think that's what we can really uncover in this podcast too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So Billy, tell me. Uh, in replacing that adrenaline rush that you get from level two and you know that that surge of energy um have you found that it's that it's being replaced or or it feels uh more steady with the type of things you see now uh in helping people and and seeing like that aha moment present in others and just letting things be yeah i don't usually operate out of anger i've been really good um with with intentions i try to be aware of um you know what i bring into situations we're all triggered by different things i mean different things words mm -hmm. different actions and so i'm just trying to be more aware of like what i come to the table with already in my bag and then being aware of the person who's giving me that communication if i think that that's the type of person they are right because it comes like how we perceive people is is a reflection of of what we think about people. So I've been really mindful of almost talking myself out of those interpretations and those assumptions um, when I get angry. And you know, like it's so it's, it's, it's very short lived because it's coming from a space of interpretation. Like I'm interpreting this to be something that I use, you know, like from my past experiences. Um, so I'm just been mindful of, of what I've already come with as far as my baggage is concerned. Um, and it's been replaced with trying to be more understanding of where people come from and what they may not be expressing. Because I'm just so all like, oh, I'm coming from this place. I win. You, They may not know how to express where they're coming from. Um, it, and they're and they're compressing and, 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 and you know like they're keeping it in sometimes and some people have an inability to look inward and i have to be mindful of that as well mm -hmm. and i just have to be you know conscious of how i react 
how mm. I react in an argument, how I react in traffic, how I respond to something that's designed to maybe make me react a certain way. But because I know differently, I'm able to just be more empathetic to, to where people may be coming from. They may not know any better. Right. Yeah. Well, so, yeah, I, mean, I just thought podcast, they will. <laughs> you know, interesting. It's like, like it's one of those things that people talk about, um, you know, their parents, right? And that's like, like the number one thing that people will be angry about. It's like, oh, my parents, this, that, and the other. Um, they did this to me when I was little, uh, or they treated me this way or didn't give me that. And um, I think that, you know, when you realize, you take a step back when, when you are where you are uh, now, and myself and um, everyone on this call, is that they were doing the best they knew how to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we, you know, we can't blame them for not knowing what they didn't know. That took me a really long time to comprehend because I was mad at my mom for years, you know, for how she raised us and, and this and that because, um, you know, of whatever, right? Um, and it was only just recently that I was like, wow, she was young and she was doing the best she could with what she knew at the time. Yeah. And, right. you know, I finally was able to give her grace and give myself grace at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I had a very interesting uh, conversation with an Uber driver um, the other day. And he, <clears throat> unfortunately, he's lost three. He has six kids. He has had four sons and he's lost three of them. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he was saying that, you know, he, him and his wife, they started having kids really, really early. And so... There were there were things that he knows now, obviously, that he didn't know back then. Uh, when of course, he was, yeah. And so, you know, the the things that he was trying to undo in his 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 boys that that he had helped impart seed, uh, they didn't they they wouldn't listen, uh, obviously. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, that kind of brings me to um, one of the things that. Um, and we have to remember, and this is from our training, is that we do not have to participate in every fight we're invited to before we commit. I love that. And before we commit our energy, we should ask ourselves, is this energy I'm about to commit here for the betterment of my life? Or am mm-hmm. I responding to someone else's uh, wounded ego and its call for attention? Mm-hmm. Did you say, is this the energy that I'm about to what? You said, is this the energy that I'm about to... The energy I'm about to commit to the situation. Mm, I like that. You know, is mm-hmm, it for the mm-hmm. betterment of my life or not? You know, I and, love sometimes, that. and sometimes it is, right? And sometimes we have to go there. We do have to go there, but not every time. Not every time. Because it could just be someone's ego uh, reaching out and asking for attention and trying, and we could be having a, a really good day. <laughs> and then somebody just pops up in our day. And, and, and does something that might trigger us. Now we can ignore that and keep along and, and keep our day going, or we can allow them to change the, the entire course of our day for nothing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and you know what, what I always say is don't let a bad moment turn into a bad day. There's right. no reason for it. That's right. There's That's absolutely no that. reason for it. Yep. You don't need to That's continue that. living it. Mm-hmm. Right. A bad moment shouldn't shouldn't own the rest of your day for sure. Yeah, give it the space that it deserves, but then 
you you truly have to move on because if you don't, you're going to be sitting in that and that's ugly space. You know, we've all been there. That's not what you want to do. Yeah. Just to piggyback off of that, um, everything, self-accountability, self-awareness, being nice to yourself, giving yourself grace, it's practice. It is a skill. This is oh, not is. something that you just like oh you read the definition and it's a part of your life this is something that you legit have to practice so i would say celebrate the little wins if you've walked away from a situation that was designed to take you out of your energy level celebrate that say to yourself that i would have done this and now i'm doing this that is an amazing awareness that is an amazing energy level to be on so i just want everybody out there that just want to shift and um raise their awareness with how they see themselves and how they feel when they do certain things and if they're making better if you're making better decisions pat yourself on the back shout out to you for shifting your energy level and not letting somebody take you off your dean that's 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 a part of your healing journey and every day we're healing every day right and stay out of judgment of yourself and others yes absolutely yeah because nothing good comes from that either no yeah. stay louder people in the back <laughs> and we're all going to make mistakes yeah we all have made mm -hmm. mistakes you know there um, are no mistakes kelly oh okay that's right there's no mistakes there's only opportunities and challenges to learn from. <laughs> <laughs> what's well, the difference between judgment and opinions Someone help me. I'm, I'm gonna volley that over to Kelly. <laughs> I am battling that right now because I have opinions, but I'm I don't want to be judgmental, so I don't express my opinions because for some reason I feel like they it's it's not coming from a judgmental place because I feel like I have an opinion, but right, like it's it's a judgment. Yeah. I think it's fair to express yourself just as long as you're not demonizing yourself or someone else because of what they may or may not do. Mm. You know, if it's a you know a judgment is something where you're actually uh, uh, playing God, if you will. <laughs> okay. Right. Um, you know, you, you know, if you're offering advice or an opinion or showing uh, how something could be done in a different way, then, you know, you're offering, um, um, I guess you would say, a, a growth opportunity for someone. You're offering a little bit of light, but that, that doesn't... Um, have to be cast in judgment right you can just say what you need to say <laughs> yeah. okay and I, and I think you know your opinion will ultimately lead to judgment if you allow it to right 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 the, the, okay. yeah because we have to ultimately understand that we can't control what goes on outside of what's happening inside of our head and our body that's it hmm and that's all, you know, the opinions and the judgments, that's all part of our programming too, mm -hmm. you know? And so a lot of, you know, we have to, you know, walk away from that and deprogram ourselves because it doesn't serve us right. any longer. So that's true. Um, I feel like that was the theme of this whole conversation, release what's not serving you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, truly, if it was that easy, we have a, a, a one-hit wonder of a podcast. But um, <laughs> no, it's. A, yeah. it's a I feel like it's constant work and growth. <laughs> it is. You know, it took me over two years to clean up my eating habits. 
Yeah. And someone, you know, I have, I have a buddy who's like, man, how do you do it? It's like, it wasn't easy. No. Right. I had it doesn't right. happen overnight. <laughs> well, and you know what? That actually leads me to this book that I've read. And you probably have read it too, Kelly. It's called The Slight Edge. Have you heard that? No, I haven't. But it's by Jeff Meyer, I want to say his name is. And it's a really good book. It's a, you know, a personal development book. But it'll tell you, like, do one, do, you just keep doing that slight edge every day. So that's what you did. You, you did that slight edge every day and you just continue to do it and continue to do it. And it was the, the you know, the, the microscopic baby steps that you were taking, but it got you to where you are. So it might have taken you two years, but you were continually bettering yourself the entire time. And because of that, you're at a position that you are now. And they I mean, say it works it for helped. everything. Yeah, no. it to, to like there's this Japanese theory, Kaizen theory where you do in business where you do small incremental changes to yield, exactly what it is yes yeah to yield the most um like the largest outcome and um and it's just small incremental changes that you do on a regular consistent basis and then when you look back you know a year or two years three years you're like whoa i've come like i've changed so much and it's it's based off of that japanese theory kaizen it's the compound effect. Mm-hmm. Right, right. That that's that kind of goes back to this book that I have read, "The Richest Man in Babylon," mm. um, and I was basically using that same concept. You know, it, it's it's investing a little bit of money um, in somewhere that you believe is 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 uh, it's going to be profitable, and you just don't invest in anything. You invest with people who know. Um, a, a certain industry and trade very well you're not investing in, in something that's not promised right and so as you do that over time your money feeds itself um and you you keep investing that money right that 10 percent say 10 percent of your income if you just yeah. started this when you were 25 <laughs> you know you'd be a bit you know we we all be millionaires right and so um but but, but it builds incrementally slowly over time into this mm-hmm. snowball yep and I think that's, you know, that principle uh, applies to anything in life, actually, really. It really, truly does. Whatever you want to do, you just give it that slight edge, that Kaizen, every day. Yeah. Yeah. So. Little yeah. tweaks, big impact. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. Right. And so when we, you know, kind of bring it in full circle, if we're talking about uh, self-reflection and introspection, you know, we talk about, like, like how do we, we induce a change and ourselves that can be lasting and it's it's like you said uh taking that slight edge every day uh mm-hmm. every day choosing and, and making choices uh, about what we want to do and who we want to be and 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 the things that make sense right don't try to do everything at once right it's because you're going to lose focus and faith but um just a little bit at a time you know can kind of get you to where you want to go right? and then you're growing and glowing and your responses are different and then little do you know people don't know you anymore no they knew you billy they knew you they don't know you now okay we know you now <laughs> <laughs> you know one thing I'd, I'd like to say um um to to people like wondering like how will i know it's like well if you have a situation in life that happens that makes you sit down or that you can't control or um something that may happen to you that could be pretty pretty traumatic um those things are are there to get our attention um 
And so when, when things like that are happening in your life, um, where you just kind of feel out of control and uh, or a victim of something major, um, pay attention. <laughs> pay attention to the choices you're making and, 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 yeah. and see if you do something different. Absolutely. Absolutely. Want to call it a wrap today? Yeah. That was a okay. good session. That was a great session. I, I love talking to you guys. Same. Yes, me too. You guys are awesome. Well, I want to thank everyone for coming and being present. And um, I can't wait to do this again. And we encourage everyone to ask the hard question. <laughs> ask yourselves those deep questions that keep you moving. But just don't, yes. don't, don't take a decade. Frida, <laughs> <laughs> no, don't, don't judge yourselves. Sometimes they right. take a long time. They do. They do. <laughs> All right. Goodbye. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye, bye for now. Bye for now. <laughs>